An athlete's journey in sport is a fascinating one, and I'm proud to bring you the first story here on the No Fear of Falling podcast. In this series, we are letting athletes tell their stories their way. No edits, no cuts, just in its raw form. You may have heard of a few of these athletes, but many of you may have not. But each athlete has a story, a path that got them there, and experiences along the way that made them who they are now. This is the first part of a multiple-part story by Puerto Rican bobsled athlete Eduardo Camacho. The journey from living on American military bases, to serving as country, to sledding down courses of ice is an interesting one. But his journey shows us the power of determination. So, let's let Eduardo take us from the beginning in what he's calling Caliente. This is In Your Own Words. start my story I have to go all the way back to when I was a kid in Europe so back in the 90s um, I moved from Azores to Zaragoza Spain to Araclion Crete And then we moved to Aviano, Italy. But the story really starts in Portugal in the Azores. When I was a kid there, my parents put me in T-ball at the age of four, five years old. And um, I played one game for T-ball and I was automatically moved up to coach pitch. They said I was hitting too hard, um, that I was just too fast, too good. Um, that's that's the story from my parents, and that's the story that's on video. Now, I don't know if we still have those videos. If we did, I'd, <laughs> I'd probably post them up everywhere. When we moved to Spain, um, I played on every all-star baseball team that we had. Um, always traveled around Spain playing baseball. Then I got into soccer thanks to my friend Kumar Kovas. Um, when we got to Greece, there was no international play. We weren't even allowed off the base much. So all we had as kids was what we had on base. While on base, um, we played a lot of baseball. We did a lot of school soccer, you know. Uh, learned how to play racquetball, and actually was pretty good at it. Uh wish I would have stuck with it because I still have a racket somewhere. Um, but outside of that, you know, the beginning of me playing sports is always baseball. Baseball has always been like the number one sport in my life. And I always pushed it and I always pushed it and I always wanted to play and I always wanted to play. Well, when we were in Iraqleon, we had two leagues and... I couldn't play in the lower league because I was, they said I was, um, too advanced of a player. So I had to play with the high schoolers. And let me tell you, that was, that was different. It was fun though. Um, I did really well, even though we only had two teams. And 
to this day the one pitcher, Frankie Carrasco, um, out in, I think he's out in Arizona now, maybe, I, he might have moved, but, you know, he was like a stud pitcher, I mean, I mean, that guy was a stud, and whether he went, like, pro or not, I don't, I don't know, um, but I know he did well when they moved, um, from, from Arachleon and, and forward, so, um, once we moved from Greece and we went to Italy, uh, baseball, baseball was there. I mean, I loved it. So I joined a travel baseball team, um, and the travel baseball team, we played all over Italy and Austria, had a great time, met a lot of cool people, great coaches, ex-MLB coaches, um, the only problem we had out there was that there was no baseball for high school. Now there is, which is really cool. So I'm, I'm glad that my high school is, um, or my alma mater is actually moving up in, in the sports world. But we, we had a really good, good travel team. I mean, we went to Mr. Cocker's baseball tournament up in the Netherlands. Um, every year we either took first or second place, played a bunch, a bunch of teams from all over Europe, played in the Little League World Series, we lost in the European Championship, um, but soccer seemed to be the thing to do, uh, believe it or not, we actually got paid for it, uh, but not, not as a pro, it was just like something to help out, like a stipend with food and, and whatnot, so... But the Italians were amazing. I loved it over there. Loved playing soccer in Italy. Uh, I first started out with La Maddalena with uh, Luca Maffe, who is the winner of MasterChef 4, 5. Uh, really good friend of mine. Um, also on that team, you know, we have Mike Guasafero, Kumar Kovas. Um, uh, and some other guys. I, couldn't, I can't remember their names. Dino. Marco, or like two Marcos, Mario, yeah, Mario, Fabian, uh, Kumar was on that team, believe it or not. He actually moved to Italy from Turkey. So when we left Zaragoza Air Base, he went to Turkey to either Inserlik or Izmir, and uh, my family went to Arachleon Air Station. And then we both left and met up in Aviano, which was the coolest thing in the world. But um, that's why to this day he's still like one of my top best friends. And so playing soccer over there with La Madalena was great. Uh, Luca Maffe, his dad, his dad was our coach. Um, man, I tell you what, I've never, never had anyone get on my nerves as much as his dad did. But man, he really, uh, he really pushed me to my limits and he pushed me to be my best. And I wanted to play with a higher level team. So, I got a tryout with Sacilese, which is literally down the street from where I lived in Italy. And when I got that, when I got that tryout, it was the coolest thing in the world. I mean, you walk into this huge soccer stadium, and it's a professional soccer stadium. I mean, the the team there was sponsored at that time by Udinese, 
or Trieste, one of the two. And, um, you know, they were their, their like AAA soccer team, if you want to call it that. So the kids, you know, we always had a chance to go play for that professional team's youth team. We were like the, the B squad, if you want to call it that. So, and, when, and you know, we did get to play them. Uh, we got to play Regina. We got to play, um, AC Milan, Inter Milan, like, you know, all those youth teams for, for soccer. And it was just awesome. Uh, it's an experience I, I'll, I'll never forget. Well, after a year and a half with Sachilese, you know, th- um, we had to move on only because of the fact that they wanted to bring in, uh, players who obviously the parents had more pocket. And not just that, they wanted to keep me, but I wanted to go play where Luigi Lucidi played. And the reason why I wanted to play there was because his father was a coach. His father, uh, was a huge inspiration to me and still is to this day. He was our chemistry teacher at our high school and he had a huge tie in with the Italians. And he told me to go to Fontana Freda and try out. So I went to Fontana Freda and Fontana Freda, excuse me, for those that speak Italian. I went over there and I start, I tried out, I made the team, but it wasn't Luigi's team. Luigi actually played for the semi pro team that they had. Um, they were like class B, you know, so they have Serie A, class Serie B, Serie C and all that. So they were like, they were like B, I think it was, maybe a little lower. But, uh, the coolest thing in the world, man, was their stadium. So our home games were never played on our practice field. And it was the same thing in Sachilese. Sachilese had four practice fields. Fontana Freda had three practice fields. Um, but between Sachilese and Fontana Freda, Sachilese, you can tell had a little bit more money. But, when I moved from Sachilese to Fontana Freda, Fontana Freda had more money. And they actually did a lot of fixtures to their stadiums and their, their locker rooms and their fixtures and stuff. And it was the coolest thing ever. So while I was there trying out, um, I met some cool people. I can't remember their names. It's been a while. But, man, those guys were so inspirational. And they helped me out so much. If I did something wrong, man, that coach was on my ass. He would not stop riding my ass until I did it right. And I didn't know what I was doing because I didn't speak Italian at the time. You know, like in Sachilese, they had an interpreter for me. They literally had someone there to speak English or, and Spanish for me um, to the Italians. Well, Fontana Freda was a little different, so I had to learn to speak Italian. You know, with La Madalena, everyone there was American or they spoke English because, I mean, it was Aviano's local youth team. But... While while there, um, I learned my Italian, and man, <laughs> once I learned my Italian, life just became so much easier with the coach. And I, I can tell he had a huge passion for me. He can see I had I had desire in my heart and motivation, and I always wanted to be better. I only like we played probably like twenty some, twenty five games in a, in a year. So of course, soccer in Italy is year round. There's like maybe a one month break, and so, um, when we played, I was on the bench. It was the first time ever I sat on the bench because even at Sachi Les, I was a starter. And I was okay with that. You know, I knew that I was playing with a higher level team, a highly skilled team. But when I did play, I showed why I'm on that team. Um, scored a few goals, had a few assists. Well, 
it was so it was so inspiring and cool that I was invited to <laughs> literally I guess you want to say that sit on AC Milan's youth team's bench because they were one of our sponsors. So <laughs> I actually went to a game with AC Milan and sat on a bench and that was cool. But um from there the the coach invited me um to go play for a sister team of theirs called Chiolini. Chiolini is a small, small, very, very small town. You know, one soccer field, practice and for games, um, for the kids. The adults though, um, oh wait, hold on, let me, let me backtrack real quick. So with Fontana Freda, I was invited to go play with the adults, which was obviously the pro team because I missed a couple practices due to high school soccer. So I had to go, I had to practice in order to get my time in. So they invited me to go practice with the adults which is where Luigi played. So I got to practice with them on their practice field, and it was like a stadium, literally. It was an amazing stadium. It was beautiful. And while I was there, my skill level just hiked and hiked and hiked, and it just got so much better. I was invited to play in one game with them. And, man, you want to talk about a crowd. Well, we were up 4-0 on a team from Florence, I believe, that came up to play us. And the stands were freaking loaded with people. I've never played in front of that many people before in my life. And um, I was on the bench pretty much most of the game. Well, the last five minutes, last five or six minutes, coach puts me in. And, man, I played my heart out. I could not stop. I had to play my heart out because if I didn't play my heart out, man, it was just going to – everything I learned was just going to, you know, go out the door. So playing with them – I got an assist. We won 5-0. And then I was asked to go play for Chiolini. So I felt like that was a downgrade. I, you know, and, and it wasn't, but it just felt that way, you know, and because Chiolini is like a super small town and I didn't know they were a sister team to Fontana Freda. They just wanted me to get more playing time. I had no idea. No idea. That's what they wanted for me. So I ended up playing for Chiolini and Man, um, you want to talk about heartache. The worst, the hardest thing I could do was play for Chiolini's adult team as a, as a junior in high school and go and play against Aviano in Aviano against all the guys I first started playing soccer with. So when they saw me with Chiolini, man, it was a battle to the death. Oh, my God. And it was the same thing when I played at Sachilese and Fontana. We played, Aviano was part of our league, the kids were. But um, I was one level above those kids that I played with. But once I moved to Chiolini and we played as adults, Aviano's soccer team was really good. And they were actually in that high-level status. So I saw those guys, and it was like, oh, crap, man. So... Uh, and they, they saw me and, and right away I knew, I knew that they were going to come after me and, and just in a playful manner. And after the game, man, we all hugged, we took pictures, you know, we swapped jerseys and, um, you know, that's how I knew that soccer was going to be my life. But, uh, you know, soccer in Italy is, that is life. <laughs> but while I was there in Italy, you know, I learned a lot of other sports, you know, I learned how to snowboard. I played volleyball a lot, even with the Italians. Baseball, um, all the way up to my freshman year, uh, my dad, just to, him and I both made an uh, executive decision to stop traveling two and a half hours just to play baseball. 
it just made no sense. So I didn't play baseball from pretty much my freshman year all the way up till college. But that's that's my youth sports experience at that time, and this is my chapter one version of what I want to share with the world. Um, chapter two, we'll talk more. You know, I want to talk more about my uh, time in Puerto Rico and um, my time in college, and then uh, you know, so all my other chapters that I'll I'll put out, I'll try to put one out every every day or every other day or once a week. You know, will be about my life. Um, and I hope everybody enjoys it. It's, it's, it's fun. I'm not going to go into super, super big details with everything, but I'm definitely going to, um, let you guys in, into my life a little bit, but not my private life, obviously. So, um, this is kind of fun. Uh, it's kind of refreshing and, uh, hope to, hope to hear some good, some good things. Bye. You'll be hearing more from Eduardo as he continues to tell his story here on the No Fear of Falling podcast. If you're interested in taking part in the show or one of our other shows, you can contact us on Instagram at No Fear of Falling or on Facebook at NFF Management. Please like or share the episode with your friends and leave a rating wherever you get your podcast. We really appreciate it and it gives us the ability to spread these stories to a wider audience. The music played today comes from the Free Music Archive and feature Mama Patanga and Greg Atkinson. Until next time.